You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> Brian, George, thank you guys so much for having me on been listening in the last four weeks i've really been enjoying the show and, and as you guys know i've been a long time skins fan and will always be a fan of the washington football team this week for my team starting off a lot of big news uh making yet another switch at quarterback which we so often like to do Dwayne haskins not only being benched uh but also being dropped now to number three on our depth chart uh, looks like Kyle Allen gets the start, and they're looking to back him up with Alex Smith, who who may have a chance now. I'm hearing rumors of, of coming back and playing this season. With Dwayne Haskins, I wasn't a huge fan of the draft pick. Obviously, everybody knows he had a stellar senior year at Ohio State, but one year being successful in college obviously doesn't always translate to the NFL. And now that the, the switch is happening, it's rumored that this coaching staff you know, Dwayne was on a on a four week experiment, and although he had a an up week this week against a pretty stout Ravens defense, the team looked somewhat competitive. I mean, Dwayne hasn't been terrible over the last four weeks, having his best week this past week, but he wasn't impressive. I mean, he didn't have any of those moments that made you think, as a as a football fan or as a Redskins fan, that you know, this is the guy or this is the guy that you want. There weren't any memorable plays or any situations, any big throws that just kind of stood out to you. And um, I I hate to say it, and I hope George isn't, you know, isn't upset with me, but it's kind of what I expected. Big news out of NFC East this week from the Washington football team. There's a new sheriff in town, new quarterback under center, Mr. Kyle Allen. How you feeling, bro? I'm feeling good, you know, and I appreciate John reaching out like that, fellow, sure. skins, fellow skins fan. And, you know, he put a call into us and kind of wanted to speak his mind a little bit on the situation we have in Washington. And as I said last week, I didn't believe in Wayne, Dwayne Haskins, and nor do I believe him currently ever since his Ravens 300-yard performance because a lot of those routes were underneath. He was a lot of checkdowns. As I told you last week, I really don't think he wants to turn the ball over. So the guy's not going to throw the ball downfield. And that's exactly what happened. So agreed with John on the Ohio State thing. Was impressive one year in college. Didn't love the draft pick. I, I really agree. It, it's so funny too because you hear that and and you just feel his pain. <laughs> and you feel how many quarterbacks we've gone through in the past. And it's just nice to have a like-minded Skins fan 
uh, on the pod. It was pretty cool for him to express that he enjoyed the pod. And I think, and I thank you, John, for, for doing that for us. Hopefully we can get some more Cowboys, Philly, Giants fans, whoever you are, uh, to support the pod. And not only that, but to participate because we really enjoy hearing from you guys. Absolutely. I want to echo your sentiment. And first of all, thank you, John, so much for, uh, for sharing your thoughts and anybody else, um, whether you're hating or loving on the uh, Washington football team, Eagles, Cowboys, or Giants, please send us your thoughts. We'd love to play them and react to them. Um, I thought John had a very nice, uh, articulate, uh, well-spoken phrase there. And Dude, he sounds like Morgan Freeman of football, bro. Are you kidding me? That voice is sexy, bro. Yeah, John Warman is so hot right now. <laughs> but no, that was um, – I'm not going to speak too much on it. It's not my team. But I think I give Ron Rivera some credit for making the move. I mean, you're only four weeks in, and you guys are still tied for second, so to pull the trigger already and uh, put Kyle Allen in, who has some success under Ron Rivera. He started off very well. I think he was like 5-1. and one. Um, He tailed off a little bit at the end of the season. Um, but he was still successful under Ron, so I understand making the move. What surprised me, and I didn't even know until I heard John mention it, that Dwayne Haskins had been demoted to the third team quarterback and he won't even be active this week. That's what surprises me. Not the fact that Dwayne isn't going to be starting. Um, shout out to Alex Smith um, for being now the number two quarterback and being one step closer to completing one of the most epic comebacks in sports, man. I'm rooting for Alex Smith. Absolutely. Absolutely. But now that we got that over with, and I want to get into a little bit more with, with Alex Smith and Ron Rivera, when we get to the zero and heroes, uh, the first game that we wanted to kind of jump into, I believe is, what was it? The Cowboys Browns game. Did you want to jump into that or what? Yeah, I was hoping we were not going to jump into this game for the entire podcast, but let's just get it over with, man. And if you don't mind, let me start and talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. Because I'm coming after. I got cases on all you bitches. Other than my quarterback, Dak Prescott. Shout out to Dak Prescott. The man broke the record. First quarterback in NFL history to have 450 passing yards in three straight games. And through four games of the season, he's at over 1,600 yards. He has the NFL record for the first four games. But it's not all because Dak is just slinging the rock. You happen to put up records when your team is always down by 20 points. I'm coming at. I'm starting off with my zero already. I'm not waiting for for a zero hero. Wow. My zero of the week. Cowboys defensive coordinator Mike Nolan and those eleven stooges that he calls his proteges. What the hell was that? I don't know if you saw George. The Cleveland Browns rushed for three hundred and seven yards. Three hundred and seven. An NFL. Defense gave up 307 yards rushing after their Pro Bowl running back, Nick Chubb, went down in the first half. So you would think, oh, Chubb's hurt. Huge advantage for the Cowboys. No, no, no. Somebody called D'Ernest Johnson comes in the game, get, <laughs> gets 13 carries for 95 yards. I saw uh, that. I saw yeah. that. <laughs> and I did see D'Ernest Johnson um, is a USF Bull. So shout out. Go Bulls. And then Nick Chubb comes in, scores two touchdowns his damn self. And Odell Beckham, the flashy SOB he is, takes that end around. And they had Dak mic'd up. I don't know if you saw this. Before Odell even gets the end around, Dak is screaming, reverse, reverse, like he's in some 80s hip-hop song. And nobody picks up on it. I'm about to tee off on the entire defense, okay? The only guy I'm going to be somewhat <laughs> kind to is Alden Smith because Alden has balled out the first three weeks. But on that play, Alden Smith could have tackled Odell in the backfield and ended that right there. 
Because at that point in the game, it was 41 to 38. If the Cowboys get off the field right now, they have seized momentum. And I'm calling it. They're going to win that game if Odell doesn't take that touchdown. But obviously he did. But let me get to the rest of the defense. Everson Griffin, Don Terry Poe, and especially you, Demarcus Lawrence, who apparently shows up to work with his ski mask on because he's robbing Jerry Jones. Ever since he signed that big money contract, he doesn't show up. <laughs> the entire defensive line is on a milk carton this week. I cannot find him. <laughs> the linebacking core <laughs> is horrible. Jalen Smith, also a ski mask artist. <laughs> what happened? We paid you. Pigs get fed, hogs get slaughtered, George. And I'm slaughtering my big net, my big price defensive players right now. Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, embarrassing. I wish you would have paid Byron Jones so we could have had a good corner at least. Let me move now to the secondary. Who are you? Who are these people? Who are who who is Donovan Wilson, one of my safeties? Darian <laughs> Darian Thompson. I saw Trayvon Diggs has given up the third most yards from any corner in the league. The guy wow. is just getting burnt like toast, man. And I know he's a rookie, and I shouldn't be too hard on him. But the entire defense, and Mike Nolan, you are my zeros of the week. And I'm I'm done for now. You, you go ahead. Yeah, I, I have to agree. You know, Mike Nolan didn't help, but the leverage and the, you know, the actual impact on the line of scrimmage you know, every time I looked up, your D line was two yards back. And when that happens, they're able to move upfield to those backers. And those backers get eat up by the line. And next thing you know, you're eight yards down the field and you're hoping to get them down by, you know, 15 yards in. I saw so many big runs, not by great backs. And yes, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, those are some great backs. But what was the other guy's name? You said it earlier. D. Ernest Johnson. D. Ernest Johnson. <laughs> like you put up what 80, 90 yards, you said. It Wait, was no 13 carries for 95 yards. Dude, average like nine yards a pop, bro. Embarrassing. Insane. Insane. So that's what I really noticed. Dominated at the line of scrimmage. It was 41 to 14 in the fourth quarter. Yes. Hell of a comeback, man. As I said, I got to comeback. Jack. Hell of a comeback, but 41 to 14 in the fourth quarter against the Browns, bro. I know we lost to the Browns, but we gave up four turnovers. And I saw Zeke. He's been coughing up the freaking football like no other, man. I, I don't know what his deal is. I don't know if it's just, you know, uh, a fluke or just some bad luck, but it doesn't look good. He does. He looks good. He still looks strong, but he's making a lot of mental errors, not protecting the football. Dak is an absolute beast. I think he's one of the best in football. I'm not saying anything about that. He's squeezing balls into holes I've never seen before. I think there was a fourth and two or a third and long or something like that. He squeezed it into, uh, was it, it was a CD lamb or was it Mari Cooper? I believe it was uh, on that post route on that post route, that skinny post. I believe it was CD. Super impressed with them. But overall, the boys' defense, the worst in the league at this oh, point. Oh, by far. By yeah. Far. You know what? I said I was done. I'm not done yet. Let me hop back in here real quick. George, do you know a name? Actually, no, you don't. Nobody who's going to listen to this probably knows this name. Matt Eberflus. No? Matt Eberflus is the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to the Indianapolis Colts. They have the number one defense in football right now. They're balling out of control. Well, guess what? We in Dallas had Matt Eberflus on our defensive staff for like eight years under Jason Garrett. But no, 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 no. We weren't interested in 
even interviewing Matt Eberflus for the D coordinator position. We let him walk out the door, and now he's dominating an Indy. What did Mike McCarthy do? My new head coach, Mike McCarthy, Super Bowl champion Mike McCarthy. What did you do, Mike? He hires his buddy, Mike Nolan. Because in 2005, somehow Mike Nolan was once a head coach in this league, which is embarrassing. Um, 2005, Mike Nolan was the head coach of the San Francisco 49ers. That's the year that they drafted your boy, Alex Smith, number one overall. It was a completely abysmal season, as you might um, have guessed. But Mike Nolan gave Mike McCarthy the offensive coordinator job. And that's what set Mike McCarthy off on his career path. He was the OC for the Niners and eventually got the head coach job for the Packers. So when Mike McCarthy was hired in Dallas, he didn't actually, you know, interview qualified candidates like a Matt Eberflus. He gave a favor to his old buddy, Mike Nolan. Mike Nolan, who does not now apparently make any adjustments mid-game. And I'm sorry, it, it might have to be Jerry, it might have to be Steven, but Mike Nolan has to be fired expeditiously. Okay, now I'm done. I don't, wait, wait, no, I'm not. Dak Prescott... I am sorry that I ever doubted you, my friend. I have totally taken the Dak Prescott pill. I used to be the guy that said, well, Dak is only good because he's got a good running game and a good receivers and a good old line. No, shut up, ignorant Brian of two years ago. Dak Prescott is the only good thing going for this team. Jerry, I keep saying it, and I'm probably going to say it every week from here on out. Pay him now because it's only a matter of time before he's going to get paid more money. But if you don't mind, can we please move on from the Cowboys game because I'm about to throw up this Bud Light. Let's do that, bro. Let's do that. So what next Let's, game we got? I want to move to you. Uh, we started the show um, with John talking about Washington. And you guys honestly played a lot more competitively than I thought, the Ravens. So I'm going to give you credit on that. And before we got the news a couple days ago about Kyle Allen taking over, I planned on coming on and actually giving Dwayne Haskins credit. He threw for over 300 yards, career high. He did not turn the ball over against a quality defense in the Ravens. Uh, but Baltimore, Baltimore's sick, man. You guys held Lamar, I would say, in check, but he still had 50 yards rushing and a touchdown just because he's he's that dude. They controlled the game. Uh, but I give Washington credit. I actually walked away from that game thinking more highly of you guys than going into it. Uh, my stardom last week, I'm going to toot my own horn real quick, was Antonio Gibson. I said he's going to catch some balls out of the backfield. Had 80 yards receiving, had 100 total yards and a touchdown. He looks like a great draft pick by you guys. And scary Terry McLaurin, man. I'm sure that you're going to agree with me when I say this. I think the guy's a top 10 receiver, bro. I really oh, yeah. do. Oh, yeah. The guy puts up stats. Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I still think you guys are the third best team in the division. I would still put uh, us and the Eagles one and two in any particular order like you want. But I walked away from that game a little higher on you guys. Not really sure about Kyle Allen, if that's going to uh, make you guys better or worse at this point. But what were your takeaways from Baltimore and Washington? No, it was good to see our, our team play um, competitively against the Ravens. I, I always thought that we were going to lose this game, and I thought it was going to be even tighter than it was. As I told you last week, I think Dwayne Haskins is going to do a lot of checkdowns. He's not going to want to turn the ball over, and that's exactly what happened. And he did put up 300 yards. He did have a lot of screens. You know, Antonio Gibson looked really well looking in between tackles um, around the backfield. He did great off screens. So overall, I was happy with our offense and how we performed. We didn't take too many chances when we needed to. That's what was, That was a bit upsetting. Um, but I also really believe in our defense still. I mean, Lamar is Lamar. He's going to yes. get his. He For did sure. get a big one on us. And I think it was, uh, I want to say it was uh, 
14 to 14 or 14 to 21 and we gave up a big fourth down and that really gave us gave them a lot of momentum going into the second half and it was hard to get that back i think it was 10 to 10 in the second half which was impressive for me to see that and overall i I just really think our defense looks strong Jimmy Moreland looks strong. We didn't have Chase Young in. Chase Young is back this week. I won't get too nice. much into the Rams game, but I do feel strong about that game. And overall, I, uh, again, I think they look pretty solid. Shout out to uh, Kendall Fuller. Two interceptions. Yes, and one against Archery three, bro. The dude comes in. Oh, thank you. I almost forgot about dude. Robert Griffin. My boy RG three comes in, throws a pass, throws comes a in kick. For- well, mind you, one pass. one pass. He was 0 for 1 with an interception. I, I love, love how, how I love how they're like, oh yo, get him back, bro. Get in there, you know, show him, show him who's boss now. Show him why, you know, why would you get run at RG3? That's exactly why oh, we got that's rid why. of RG3. Not well, yeah, we were beating them, but let's be real. We weren't beating enough for a second string quarterback to be in. I mean, if they were winning by 40, yeah, I see that. But why was RG3 in the game? I don't know. That was that was a cute move by John Harbaugh to be like, hey, Robert, why don't you go out there, you know, and uh, show him what you're made of, son. Yeah, exactly. Shout out to Robert. Could have broke his fucking leg again. Sorry. Excuse my language. Oh, holy F word, Batman. Come on. Calm down. All right. Let's move on to the Giants and the Rams. And I am going to eat a little bit of humble pie on this. I called the Rams to put a 40 burger up, and I believe it was 17 to nine as a final score. Um, the Giants' offense is still abysmal. The past two weeks, they put up nine points, meaning they have not scored a touchdown in the past two weeks of an NFL game, which is pathetic. But their defense showed up, man, and the Rams have some weapons. I want to highlight Leonard Williams and the defensive line of the Giants. They dominated the interior. They held Jared Goff in check. They shut down the running game of Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown. Blake Martinez, their linebacker, they signed from Green Bay. Guy's a tackling machine, one of the highest greatest players on pro football focus. So Blake Martinez has the linebacking core playing well. I like and Blake. Eight, Blake's the man. Blake. Blake. And uh, James Bradbury is a corner uh, for the Giants who's balling out of control this year. He actually gets some uh, snaps at wide receiver too, which I thought was interesting. Doesn't do much, but he's that athletic. So James Bradbury... And uh, McKinley and Peppers, the guys in the secondary, honestly, the whole Giants defense showed up. They held the Rams in check a lot more than my Cowboys did and a lot more than uh, your Washington defense did. So I want to give the Giants some credit. But Daniel Jones, two weeks in a row, you can't put up a touchdown. It's pathetic, man. And I know we're always we're always riding uh, Darius Slayton about, oh, he's great. I looked at the stats, bro. The past three games. Terry Slayton has nine catches. And I actually dug into, I wanted to, um, I love how we brought John on for a little bit of fan interaction. I uh, had the misery of going through a Giants uh, fan blog. And he had this as a takeaway. Darius Slayton is a not a number one wide receiver in this league. Drop issues, not consistent. Giants should still go for an elite wide receiver in the draft and or free agency. So, I mean, Slayton is a nice piece, but I think we got to slow down on the hype train. He did. He has that nice touchdown stat, the most touchdowns since week five last year. But he's not that good. And obviously, the running game is abysmal without Saquon. So, my takeaway from the Giants, uh, very impressive defensively, offensively pathetic. 
Yeah, very impressive defensively. You could tell all of those 11 players on the field on the defensive side had their hair on fire. They all ran towards the ball. That's what was impressive. They played as an absolute unit, and that's what was impressive when I watched that game. I mean, just watched that game maybe two hours ago, uh, watched the highlights of their defense, and it was. It was impressive. They all filled their gaps. Their backers played with their DBs, complimented their backers. They all worked together as a team on the defensive side. And I, I will say the Giants' defense looked impressive. The Rams are a strong offense. I never know what I'm going to get with the Rams, though. Jared Goff's on and off. Does a lot of slot. I mean, does a lot of screens. Gets a lot of guys. You know, hits guys five yards in on skinny posts. Next thing you know, they're thirty yards down the field. So a lot of the times, that scheme and McVay does it very well. So who knows how good the Rams are? And I know we're going against them. You know, this upcoming week. So I'd be curious to say uh, see that. But overall, Daniel Jones played not so good. As you so said, good, Daniel. Not, not so, so good. good, Daniel. He was in the red zone twice. He was. I think it was 15 yard line, 17 yard lines. Good, got really bad penalties at that point. I think he had a second and 12. Next thing you know, someone you know ran off sides, and then there was another holding. So he did have multiple opportunities, but he was hurt by penalties, and he wasn't able to get in the end zone as you said before. I think the Giants looked better than expected, and I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of the season though. Yeah, I think in summary, I would say, I'm not even sure who their D coordinator is, but their D coordinator had them ready to play. And to flip over on the offensive side, I'm not sure who their offensive coordinator is, but he did not. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's right. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't even know that one. Wait, wait. Their offensive coordinator is Jason Garrett. And Jason. he did not have them ready to play. But guess what? I bet he was <laughs> clapping. But enough with the New York football giants. Let's move on to the first place team in the division. The Philadelphia Eagles. I was hating on Doug Peterson last week for settling for the tie against Cincinnati. Gotta Guess give him what? credit. Gotta give him credit, B. Gotta give him credit, man. They look They look good. The, I'm just Carson on his back, bro. On his back. Yes. The, the, the tie against Cincinnati put them in first place. And San Francisco, even though they weren't fully healthy, is a hell of a team. And as you said, Carson Wentz put that team on his back and with his arm and with his legs, he carried them to a victory, man. And I'm going to go ahead and shout out Carson Wentz as my NFC East hero of the week. He did it with Greg Ward, who is a quarterback in college at Houston as his number one wide receiver. And he had two other guys named Fulgham and Hightower as his other two wideouts. Fulgham's I don't even know. Stud, bro. Fulgham is an absolute stud. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everybody loves Fulgham. <laughs> I, I don't even know where Fulgham came from. I know Hightower actually a little bit on him. He went to Old Dominion and he was cut by two teams during training camp. That's who the guy. He probably guys went with Yale at well, Jaden Graham of the, out of the Falcons. Just yeah, yeah. Shout out to Jaden and the onside kick. Thanks, thanks for not making us 0 4. Uh, but, I mean, dude, no no Deshaun Jackson, no Dallas Goddard, no Alshon Jeffrey. The Niners actually bottled up Miles Sanders, who usually is you know the heartbeat of their offense. Dillard is out. Graham is out. Jason Peters is out. Um, their tackle, Lane Johnson, got hurt during the game. Like, dude, Carson Wentz, literally, if you look at eight of the 11 players on offense that you would have thought were starting week one for Philly were not there. Wow. And Carson Wentz, wins the game, man. As much as I like to call him Mr. Glass and get cute and hate on him, he's the hero of the week, man, and he's in first place. Impressive win by the Philadelphia Eagles. So I give it up to him. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, overall, like I said before, I, I think Carson Wentz really carried the team on its back. With all those injuries, 
He was running the ball a little bit. You could see it in his eyes that he had to get this done for his team to get them in first place. The NFC East is wide open. And honestly, it looked like the Eagles were the best team in that division that particular day. After watching the Skins, after watching the Boys, after watching the Giants, I had, if I was an Eagles fan, I feel pretty confident right now. I won't get into details, but I do think the Eagles are leading the division for a reason. Yeah, and the thing is, they're actually going to get healthy. It's not like these guys who are banged up, uh, other than a few other of them. Other than Deshaun little- Jackson, bro. Come on. Hey, Jack not coming back this week. No, a lot of their guys are coming back, man. So they're only going to get better. So I, I got to respect the Eagles as much as I don't like to do it. Um, and that, that wraps up week four pretty well, I think. Uh, let's dip into week five. Let's, yeah, let's let's jump into week five. You you gave your your hero. Right? Yeah, I already, I'm already heroed and zeroed out, man. Yeah, my, my zero is obviously Nolan in the Cowboys defense. My hero was Carson. Uh, who are you feeling as the hero and zero? My zero was the boys O line, or sorry, the the Cowboys defensive line, and I didn't. Well, really, be, oh, don't worry, bro. It can be O line too. Get them all in there. We'll yeah, the Cowboys yeah. Being horrible. Their D line. I kind of already went into it. it, it they obviously the, the Cleveland Browns totally dominated them up front. Overall leverage, getting up field. It's always fun for me as a a bigger guy to to watch someone just get bodied all game long, and it's it's fun to watch. It really is because it's there's nothing the other team can do because you're opposing their will. There, There's absolutely nothing they can do. And that's going to happen when you go against those strong offensive lines. And Cleveland just proved to me today that they more than likely have the best rushing attack in football as far as running the ball. Now, if Nick Chubb's out, I don't know if that continues, but it was just, it, it's always fun to watch people run through the tackles and, and just them big bodies flying, man. It really does. But that is my zero is the... Cowboys defensive line. Go ahead, though. Fair enough. I wanted to actually highlight before we hop totally into your hero and then look forward to week five, the Browns a little bit. Their offensive line dominated us. And I didn't get as much as I wanted to hate on the Cowboys. I don't. I need to give them some credit because the Browns severely upgraded their offensive line in the offseason. They have a big name left tackle. They signed over from the Tennessee Titans, Jack Conklin. And really the only reason I want to talk about him again is because in the first round, their new right tackle, they drafted Jedrick Wills who has a great last name out of Alabama. And G. Wills? Up in, G, G. Wills? G. Wills? Uh, J. Wills. J. So my long-lost cousin, Jedrick Wills, um, I want to shout out him and the rest of the Browns O-line. And I want to shout out, in my opinion, the defensive player of the year. You know, Miles Garrett has five sacks this year, okay? Two of those sacks are strip sacks. Yeah, I saw that. Yes. And you know, he recovered both of them. That's a crazy stat, man. So right now, as far as I'm concerned, Miles Garrett is the new Aaron Donald. The guy's playing absolutely the best in the NFL right now. Uh, but let's look forward to week five. He already gave your zero. Who's your hero this week? I think my hero this week is Ron Rivera. Just because he was able to take ownership of the team. Now, Jay Gruden previously in years past, and the Jim Zorns, the Jay Grudens, the Steve Spurriers, the Shanahans. Even when Shanahan was there, he stepped to Bruce Allen. He stepped to Dan Snyder and he got let go. But Ron Rivera stepped up to the plate and said, no, he's not my guy. Dwayne isn't my guy. I'm going with my boy Kyle Allen. And guess what? Not only is Dwayne not my guy, he's inactive, bro. Wow. He's not even second string. So the fact that he's putting himself out there and making those decisions without worrying about repercussions from ownership shows me that he has confidence in himself and his staff 
and I'll give it to him. And going through so much with his cancer treatments, I know I've already gone through that. It's it's the the cardboard cutouts and the fans in the stands. It's really interesting to see, and I, and I'd love to see it. But overall, I just have a lot of respect for the man, Ron Rivera. He is my hero of the week. Well deserved, man. You guys, it doesn't matter if you guys win the rest of your games and go, you know, whatever, 13 and three, or you lose the rest of them and you go one and 15, dude, you have the right guy for the job. And that is something you you need to be happy about. It's been a long time since I would look at the Washington football franchise and say, you got the right guy for the job, probably since Joe Gibbs the first time. So congratulations on having a good head coach. Let's stick with Washington though. You guys have a tough test. You know, what's crazy. You're playing the Rams this week, okay? This is week five. The Rams have already played every team in the NFC East once they get done with this week. So four of the Rams' five games have been against the NFC East. And they're having Crazy. a blast, probably. <laughs> oh, they love it. Like, can, we, can we do this again? Hey, um, Roger Goodell, can we do this every year? Like, this is fun. We like this. Yeah. They've already beat my Cowboys. They've already beaten the Giants. They've already beaten the Eagles. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say they sweep the division cleanly, but not dominantly. I think Kyle Allen is going to protect the football, not going to be flashy because Scary Terry, like I said, is now, in my opinion, a top 10 receiver in the NFL. Uh, I think I'm looking forward to that matchup with Jalen Ramsey a lot, bro. I really hope he doesn't lock him up like he did my boy Michael Gallup and then flop for an OPI. But I see Scary Terry maybe getting the best of uh, Jalen Ramsey once or twice. It's, so nothing, I think Kyle- it's, it's nothing new to Scary Terry, as you've seen. He's been going against number one cornerbacks the entire year. Yeah, and he dusts him, bro. It's so impressive, man. I'm so impressed with that kid. Uh, I like Scary Terry this week. Antonio Gibson, as I said last week, he is becoming the real deal. I think you guys, third round, is that correct? You guys are after him in? Third round. Around. That was a steal, man. Shout, shout out to the Memphis Tigers. Uh, Antonio Gibson looks like the real deal. So I think you guys are going to play the Rams pretty competitively. Your O-line, I wouldn't call it a weakness by any means, but I don't think it's that great. I would say it's average. So they're going to have their hands full with Aaron Donald, who we've now talked about four weeks on this show. But other than, as I said, Miles Garrett, he's still you know probably the best defensive player in, in the world right now. Uh, their secondary is pretty strong with, with Ramsey back there. Their linebacking core is, is weak to me, so I think you guys might be able to expose that a little bit. So I'm going to take the Rams to finish off the division of a clean sweep and go Rams 23, Washington football team 20. So I'm going to give you guys some respect this week, but still give you the L. How you guys think you stack up against Los Angeles? Well, I appreciate that. I, I think it will be a, a really hard-fought game. Now, I noticed that the Rams were blitzing a tremendous amount, and I, and I think it's been week to week. They, they do rush. They rush five. They rush six, all different from directions with backers, D-lines, different, different schemes they have. Now, the Giants rushed three or four, and that's why Goff, he had a lot of time, but there was – they had great coverage and he didn't know what to do. And, and that's what's so important is I don't know if we should be playing man. I think we have the defensive line to rush three or four to have Goff make those types of de- decisions in under four or five seconds. I think that's the way to do. I don't think we should over blitz them because they will get underneath. They will play man and they'll get upfield really quick. Like I said, they do those five yard passes and they run 30, 40 yards upfield. So I do see the Rams being strong up front. But I do see Antonio Gibson is going to have a day because I saw Devontae uh, Freeman look decent. And Kyle, against Smith, the Rams. 
Yeah, against the Rams. And and Kyle Allen ran a four five, dude. He's quick. He really? Yeah. I didn't he, know he had moves like that. Yeah, he's quick. He's way faster than Dwayne. So I see Kyle Allen having a couple quarterback runs, you know, third and long, maybe get a big one. Who knows? But I think he's going to be excited to work with Ron Rivera again. I see it 23 to 17 skins. We'll see. Going with, going with the Washington upset, man. I'm not even mad at that. I'm really um, intrigued as I, as I shouted out uh, Kendall Fuller earlier, along with you guys got Darby and who am I missing? Jimmy Moreland. Shout out to James Moreland. Madison. I like your, I like your guys' uh, uh, corners, and I'm excited to see them uh, match up against Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, uh, Josh Reynolds. So I think that's a good matchup. Now let's go to the first place, Philadelphia Eagles, who have a tough matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I saw that um, Philadelphia and Pittsburgh are now one and two in the league in sacks. You guys have dipped to third, still very respectful. Uh, but yeah, Philly uh, has a good D-line, man. Their pass rush is good, and the Steelers' pass rush is just downright nasty, bro. I know a couple weeks ago uh, when uh, the Giants played Pittsburgh, we talked about TJ Watt and Bud Dupree. I expect them to give Philly some serious headaches, man. That Philly uh, offensive line is beat up, as we talked about with Dillard and Brooks out. Peters out. Lane Johnson is probably going to play this game, but I think Pittsburgh's defense is going to dominate. Carson Wentz, you were my hero this week. I don't think that's going to continue, though, my friend. I think Philly's defense will hold Pittsburgh at bay, but they're still going to score some points. James Conner's got back-to-back 100-yard games. Juju and Ben seem to have picked up rapport right where they left off. Uh, They got a kid in the slot, Deontay Johnson, which I think is going to have a good game. Eric Ebron scored his first touchdown in the Steelers uniform last week. There's just, dude, Pittsburgh's just really good. It's not that I'm going to all of a sudden hate on Philly after I was praising them for having a great week. I just think they're taking a step up in competition. They're not playing Nick Mullins in the 49ers B squad. They're playing Mike Tomlin in the Pittsburgh Steelers A squad. Shout out to Nick Mullins, though. Shout out to Nick. Oh, no, no, no. Nick's great. Although he'll probably never start again, uh, unless he starts for another team. Unless we trade for him. But yeah, you never know. But I'm going with Pittsburgh this week. I think they're going to put up some points against Philly. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh 30 and a respectable 24 for the Eagles. But I got a Steelers victory. How you see in this one? So you got Pittsburgh scoring 30 points against Eagles defense. I do. I, 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 that's because I think Pittsburgh is that darn good. Okay. All right. Well, I disagree with you. I think the Eagles defense is a little better than that. I don't want to give them up 30 points immediately off the rip. I think they give up, you know, 21 points, three touchdowns. I think Big Ben does his thing, but I think he gets a lot of pressure from that defensive line. Hopefully, Philly works off that momentum they got from last week. They get some pressure on Ben. Big gets a little antsy, maybe throws a pick. I actually see Philly winning this game. 23 to 20 and really puts their foot in the dirt and says, Hey, we're the best in the NFC East. So I am looking forward to seeing that game. I think it is going to be an upset. Wow. Okay, man. Do I, I like the call. I think, uh, if, if you're a betting man and and you went with uh, Eagles money line there, you could win yourself some money, but but that's, that's tough only because I don't know. It's still early. We're only a quarter away through the season. I probably shouldn't be too high on Pittsburgh. It just seems like Ben uh, came back from the injury better than I thought he would. And For the Steelers, sure. there's, they're there's strong. no doubting that. There's no doubting that. They're strong in both trenches, man. They have a really good O-line. 
Uh, but the Philly has really good D-line. So that's going to be a great matchup, seeing the Eagles D-line matchup against uh, those boys up front against Pittsburgh. I think that might be low-key the game of the week, honestly. Pittsburgh-Philly, yeah. and, and it's an in-state Pennsylvania rivalry. So I'm really looking forward to watching that one. Let's uh, finish up our Week 5 preview in what I call a get-right game for my Dallas Cowboys. Thank you, football gods, after that debauchery last week that you are sending the New York football giants to AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas, because this is just the medicine that we need. A team who has not scored a touchdown the past two weeks, as bad as our defense is, I think that we can beat the Giants. And I might be going on a limb and saying that. And their defense is playing well, though. Uh, so I, I look forward to seeing our offense not being down by 20 and then seeing how they match up. Like Dak, okay, now all of a sudden the defense isn't going to be playing straight prevent. You're not going to get those underneath routes to C.D. Lamb and George's doppelganger, Dalton Schultz. Let's get Ezekiel Elliott involved. Uh, maybe get him, can I dare say, 20 carries. You know, let's get the running game involved. So I think this is, this is a bounce back game for Ezekiel Elliott. I got him for over 100 yards. I think Amari Cooper has himself a day against this Giants defense. I'll, I'll give the Giants, you know, once or twice in the end zone. So let's give the Giants 17 points. But I think as we normally do, the Cowboys are going to put up over 30. And for once, the past three weeks, bro, we've given up 38 points or more, which is so terrifying. So I'm not. we're not going to give up 38. I don't even think we're going to give up 28. I think we have a classic Dallas Cowboys game where Ezekiel Elliott runs the football. We control the clock. The New York Giants defense plays pretty good to keep them in the game. In the second half, it's still an interesting game. But the Dallas Cowboys win 31-17. to 17. What do you think? I think the Giants score a lot more than 17 points. Um, Damn it. But <laughs> I think you guys win. I, I do think the Giants score at least 24 to 27 points in that game. I just don't believe in the Cowboys defense whatsoever. I think Devontae Freeman is starting to come into his own a little bit. I think Daniel Jones could have scored a couple times against the Rams. Why can't he score a, couple, a few times against the boys? I see Sterling Shepard. I see Slayton. I see them doing pretty well. I know that Daniel Jones is excited for this game because let's be real, he hasn't been himself lately and he wants to show the world that he's still Daniel Jones of last year when he had a few good games. So, you know, uh, I see the game being 34 to 27, the boys. 34-27. Man, if we give up 27 points to the Giants, I really wouldn't be surprised. But we better get this victory, man. And God forbid if the Giants somehow beat us, and this is a Jason Garrett revenge game, I'm oh. just going to say this, bro. You might be doing this solo next week. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm done for good. But week six is probably going to be a GVR NFC East fee solo pod. I'll, be, I'll see y'all week seven. Don't lose that, that. That's why we do this on Thursdays. So B-Wills can get over how butthurt he is from the previous week. And, you know, we can't do these Tuesdays because, you know, let's be real. We're all butthurt in the NFC East for most of the time. So no, you're right. we got to do these on Thursdays. But B-Wills will be back. Don't say that. I'll ever. be back. No, no, we're going to win. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win this game okay and the philadelphia eagles are going to lose and the washington football team is going to lose the giants are going to lose and we're going to reclaim first place which is rightfully ours but let's finish up the show as we always love to do shooting with luds he's only got three games this week 
Uh, but we'll see how he's feeling. Jay Ludge, you there, kid? Yes, sir. We are finishing up with shooting with Luds. Had a little bit of a rough week last week. You swallowed a lot of points, mm. and you kind of choked a little bit. You went one and three, but overall, you are still seven and five, a winning record. Okay, so that's we still we still respect your picks. I'm going to start you with the Washington football team and their new quarterback, Kyle Allen, playing against the Rams, who are already three and zero in the division. How are you seeing the Washington football team against the Los Angeles Rams? What's the spread? Uh, I'm oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Luds. Um, the game is in Washington, and the Rams are minus seven. Correct. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I feel uh, kind of bad for Washington at this point. You know, they've lost three straight games by 14-plus points. Ouch. Um, Dwayne Haskins getting benched in favor of Kyle Allen, like you mentioned. Who uh, Kyle Allen's also the NFC's lowest-rated passer last year. Woo! Um, I've been saying it every week. Aaron Donald's a monster. Washington's still missing Brandon Sheriff on the O line. That's gonna hurt him. I'm taking the Rams minus seven, All right. So Luds has the Rams covering the spread, finishing off the clean sweep of the NFC East least. All right, next, let's go with the first-place Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Steel City to face it off against Big Ben and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, much like the Rams, the Steelers are a seven-point favorite. How are you feeling about the Pennsylvania showdown, Luds? The Steelers are much rested uh, coming off that bye week with the Titans getting COVID, so Correct. they've had a little extra time to prepare. Um, they got a stellar defense, man. Um you know, the, the Eagles offense is still kind of struggling. Went is NFL's current leader in interceptions with seven. Ouch. Um, only two other QBs in the NFL have been sacked more than Wentz, and that's Joe Burrow and Deshaun Watson, believe it or not. Wow. Um, and Steelers are also leading the league with five sacks per game. Um, even though they've, you know, they, they had that bye week last week, but they're still leading the league. Um, Philly just, you know, no O-line. I don't think they stand a chance. I'm taking Pitt minus 7, 28-17. All right, dude. I like that stat, man. Despite the bye week, the Steelers still lead the league in sacks, man. Shout out to the Steel Curtain. All right, so we're swallowing 7 with the Rams, 7 with the Steelers. Let's finish it up with an interdivision game. I call this a get-right game, hopefully, for my Dallas Cowboys. The New York Giants are traveling to Jerry's World, where my Cowboys are eight and a half point favorites. Wrap it up for us, Luds. How you see that game going down? So here's the thing about Dallas: they can break scoreboards, but they can't stop anybody on defense. Facts. Um, the Giants have quietly put together two respectable defensive performances yes. in the last three weeks. Um, aside from Cleveland game last week, uh, Cowboys have been in every game. It's been close. But they were also a field goal away from being 0-4 this year. Yes. Um, the Giants are the league's lowest scoring offense by a wide margin. Um, but I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt this week. I think Jason Garrett, you know, I hate to say it, but I think he's going to come out a little hungry. Oh, I'm no. The Giants plus 8.5. I'm taking the Giants plus 8.5. Dallas win 20-21. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But the Giants cover. I think I respect that, man. Yeah, I'm not. It's, our defense is such Swiss cheese. I, I would not be surprised if the Giants cover. All right. So, blood. Dallas giving up 49 points to Cleveland last week, man. I mean, dude, it's embarrassing. Oh, well, it's embarrassing. Trust me, Ludz. When you listen to this uh, over the weekend, you'll see. I, I, I diced into our Cowboys defense real good. 
We appreciate you, buddy. Dude, your, your Bucks. I know you're taking time. Your Bucks are up 10 nothing on the Bears right now. I know you're excited about that. But we got yeah, looking, good. looking great. We got Lud Swallow on the points to recap with the Rams and with the Eagles. And he is going Giants plus eight and a half. Like I said, Ludge, you're still winning record at seven and five. So we'll see how you fare next week in these three games. As always, we appreciate and love you, buddy. Have a great night. You too, fellas. I appreciate being on. Talk to you next week. Later. I, I like those picks by Luz this week. I think he's going to bounce back and have a better week. I think and it's a rational, man, rational week for Luz. I agree with most of his picks, so I do. Um, I hope it's a bounce back week for all of us, buddy. I hope that Kyle Allen comes out and uh, proves Ron Rivera right. I hope my Dallas Cowboys can stop a nosebleed. Um, I hope the Eagles actually don't bounce back. They don't need to bounce back. They actually are in first place. I hope they uh, the opposite of bounce back, whatever you call that. Agreed. Agreed. And I and I really appreciate everyone listening this week. Can't wait till the next week. Hopefully we have some good news for both of our teams. And it's another week in the NFC East. Feast.